Malachi 2.17-3.5 You have wearied the Lord with your words, but you say, How have we wearied him? By saying, Everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Or by asking, Where is the God of justice? Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to the temple and... Oh, sorry. Can I start over? Yep. The whole thing? Yeah, I'll just do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got lost. Totally. Okay. <clears throat> Malachi chapter 2, verse 17 to chapter 3, verse 5. You have wearied the Lord with your words. But you say, how have we wearied him? By saying, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord and he delights in them. Or by asking, where is the God of justice? Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's mm. soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. Then... Mm. I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we're moving on in Malachi and... Um, definitely the most messianic passage so far. Yes. Um, and so we, we have this very clear prophecy that the Lord's about to send a messenger. And, and then, you know, this, this one who is coming, um, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's not quite like, you know, the Luke two, um, baby Jesus in the manger scene. It's, <laughs> it's this refiner's fire. It's very, um, intense. And then we see here in verse five of chapter three, that this wrath, this judgment is going to draw near and be poured out. And then it's a very interesting list. We have sorcerers. Um, so Harry Potter, yeah. we have adulterers. Um, and then we have, you know, people who oppress their workers um, and the widow and the fatherless and who thrust aside foreigners and sojourners. So um, this is, this certainly feels just like a jam-packed passage of meaning and application. So Will, what are, what are your thoughts on everything going on here? To think that we can weary the Lord with our words. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what is going on there? <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, maybe what it is, is the Lord just gets tired of a faith that is only words, right? Uh, and does isn't yeah. followed with action. 
And yeah. that's what we get to at the end, right? God desires that we would seek justice for the hired worker mm-hmm. in his wages, the widow, the fatherless, and the sojourner. Uh, so a faith that's just a faith of words is wearying to God. Uh, and verse 17 goes on to say that what particularly wearies God here is when people who do evil are said to be good in the sight of the Lord. And that gets Mm. picked up in the New Testament in a couple of passages, this kind of upside down judgment of behavior, uh, where we have this temptation to take what is evil and say that it is good. Uh, Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, to say, to take what is good and say that it is evil. Uh, And it's easy to externalize that and say, oh, that's a problem that other people have. But mm-hmm. is it a problem that we have too, right? Do do we mm. not evaluate our behavior, the behavior of people within our little crowd uh, mm-hmm. rightly? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think what we see here, you know, they're, they're asking where is the God of justice while they themselves are mm. denying justice to people. Yeah. And so they want their justice. You know, they want Israel to be freed from the Babylonians, they want to be given rest from their enemies. And yet they're actually not in their own communities, you know, working to bring justice on a more micro scale. And that is very convicting to me. Um, Like very convicting because we can get so caught up on, you know, wanting uh, the Lord to come set right the big things in our, mm-hmm. in our life and in our world. And yet then uh, we do not actually work out the justice of God and the opportunities that we are given to do so. And um, that's not something that the Lord is keen to overlook mm-hmm. um, and, and to not take into account. And, you know, someone in three, like by God's grace for those of us who are in Jesus, he does not deal with us according to our sins. Uh, but that's not to say that, um, you know, a lot of times the, the silence of God, um, it, it's a very talked about topic and it's a big thing, but, you know, I always think of the passage, you, the Lord's ear is not deaf and so it cannot hear, nor is his arm shortened that it cannot save, but your iniquities have created a separation between you and your God. That's from the, the book of Isaiah. And here again, you know, we see a very, very similar sen- uh, sentiment that, that your injustice, your transgression, it, and your your total apathy to repent has created this this separation and this veil. And so, you know, I think practically, it's it's just a good reminder to be seeking out ways that we can live into God's kingdom and invite others into God's kingdom. Um, and that's what a life participating in the Spirit uh, looks like practically. Yeah. It's striking also, uh, so verse one, the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming. Uh, But verse two, but who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? Uh, And this, you know, the people think that they want God to come, but when he comes, he will come in judgment. Uh, and, yeah. you know, we're thinking about Malachi in light of the sermon on Sunday on John 9 and the Pharisees. And 
the Pharisees would have, of everybody in ancient Israel or in, in mm-hmm. the time, you know, in Judah in the time when Jesus came onto the scene, they would have been the ones who would have said, we're looking for the Messiah. When is he going to come? Mm-hmm. We can't wait for him to get here. Yeah, uh, They're yeah. leading the charge in that. Uh, but when the Messiah comes, they don't know what to do with yeah. him and they reject yeah. him. Uh, and let us let that not be true of us, right? We say that we desire yeah. God's coming. And yet, yeah. if God were to come suddenly to his temple, how would we respond? And are yeah. we prepared in our lives for the refiner's fire that he brings? Uh, mm. Do we see that as a blessing in that it prepares us for the proper worship of the Lord or not? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that's a real challenge. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it is very convicting to just think about that those, those men who were, you know, they were ready to throw the welcome party for the Messiah. Uh, they were the ones who conspired to kill him. And, you know, I, I think it speaks to just the motivations of, you know, our, our longing for the Messiah. Like, do we want God's relief and God's justice for our personal benefit and our comfort, or as Malachi has already talked about, because we want God's name to be great from the rising to the setting of the sun. Mm-hmm. And uh, are we hungering for our glory or are we hungering for the glory of God among all people? And uh, if you are somebody who hungers for God's glory among all people, then you will not be somebody who's also oppressing other people and taking advantage of other people and casting aside uh, sojourners. And so it's a good reminder to just go, go to the heart, you know, fundamental level and, um, and rebuild from there. And um, just, you know, once again, I feel like I say this every day, but just some very convicting and, and encouraging, helpful words from, Malachi, the Italian prophet, as you said on day one. <laughs> so for the great, illustrious Will Kynes, um, this is the lowly, unhelpful Will Carlisle. <laughs> and uh, we, will, we will see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.